Hello, this is Angelique with the Gaston County Public Library, and you're listening to the Gaston Speaks podcast. We're here with a new, hopefully reoccurring series called We're Booked Up, wherein me, Andrew, and our BFF Kendall share our opinions on books. We are not professional reviewers, but we do love sharing our opinions. For this episode, we'll be discussing The Noise by James Patterson and J.D. Barker. There will be spoilers for the book in this podcast. If you hate spoilers, maybe come back after you've read the book. But first, let's introduce ourselves a little bit more and then talk books. Andrew? Oh, I get to go first. Yay. Yes. Well, thank you for having me again, Angelique. I'm always shocked that you let me back um, because it takes a lot of time to edit Andrew's stuff out. Uh, so I, I'm good. I, I, uh, I have been reading. Uh, well, I read The Noise. Um, and then, <laughs> um, so actually, um, I, I want to talk about a movie that I watched recently. It was really good. It's called The Truffle Hunters, and it's an Italian movie. It's a documentary. And if, for those of you who don't know, truffle the food. It's the from. It's a mushroom variety, and it's like this rarity, um, and it's delicious. Um, if anything, you have truffle with it in it. It's really really good. But it's about the um, these uh, fourth generation or fifth generation Italian men and their dogs and their pigs and how they go and like hunt the truffles. And there's like all these secrets of the trade that only get passed down like from generation to generation. It's a really good movie. I know it's foreign and it's a documentary. And so most people are like, nope, not doing it. But it's actually really entertaining. Um, If you get past the subtitles, it's worth it. And then, so um, I'm reading a book called Less by Andrew Sean Greer. It won the um, Pulitzer, what? It's on my two read Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, I've been reading it for about four and a half years, but I'm finally, like, getting (laughs) through it uh, when it won the Pulitzer. But it's it's really good. It's about this guy, this author who... um, Kind of, it's trying to escape the demons of his past and goes on this book tour, um, and and it's it's just really well written. It's really good. And then I also, um, I'm not a children's librarian, which everyone's grateful for. But I actually, this is a kind of a personal shout out. But the book's really really good, so I can I can I'll be honest and say you should read it. Um, so my brother-in-law has a cousin named Maya Myers, and she and her husband Matt Myers um, are both authors. They live in Charlotte, and she has a new book out called Not Little. It's her first picture book. Um, and I'm really hoping to get them at the library. Uh, they, they don't know that yet, but they're going to come. That's happening. <laughs> um, my my uh, sister, when she was at Davidson, babysat Maya's girls. So there's a, they're, they're not just like, it doesn't sounds like a random distant cousin, but they're actually really close. Um, but her book about not little, it's about this girl who's the littlest in her family. And she um, goes to school and there's this kid that's kind of getting picked on for being little. And she stands up for him. And uh, it's a, it's just a cute book. So that, there you go. I gave you a movie, uh, an adult book. That sounds bad. A book for adults and a children's book. All right, Kendall. Um, hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this Yay. book. Um, what am I currently reading? So I tend to enjoy realistic fiction, but I can do a little bit of magical realism. It just has to be kind of grounded in this world. I have a hard time with fantasy. Um, anyway, the last book that I just finished was called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. So good. I gave it five stars. It's amazing. If you like any kind of magical realism, do it. It's so good. It is about this um, girl who basically makes a deal with the gods after night to um, be able to live forever. But the catch is no one can remember who she is once she's met them. So everyone forgets who she is. And then um, about 300 years later, she's going along with her life and she bumps into somebody who remembers her. What? Spoiler alert. Except it happens kind of in the beginning of the book. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, that's funny. Anyway, um, what was the other question? I don't know. Did I answer what, what, what yeah, were the prompts? <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Okay. <laughs> so you've read 
the what was it? The Invisible Life. The of Invisible Ad- Life of Addie Larue. Who's and it by? V. Schwab. It might be V. E. or V. B. I can't remember. V. E. Probably. V-E, They've written yeah. another book. Yeah. 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 yeah my memory is not so good right now. <laughs> it's fine. You're a mom. Mom break. I, I have it hard. You're lucky you remember your kid's name. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y- you get off of. The- uh huh. You remember they have them, right? They have names, and know. I know they exist, and they are taken care of. Goal. Goal. Yes. <laughs> Fed, clothed, go to school. They're good to go. So uh, we have animals to take okay. care of. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. It's really not actually. They are really annoying animals, though. <laughs> well, we um, love them. You still have to take them to the vet and feed them, and they wake you up in the middle of the night. No, I get like, people to do that. I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, what about you, Angelique? Um, well, I have like five books on my to be read pile. And I haven't started any of them. That's my girl. Yeah, they're like, most of them are overdue by now. Yeah. <laughs> so, we no longer charge overdue fines, so yeah. you're good. But eventually I'm going to be charged for the entire book. True. So. We do charge if you don't bring it I should probably back. get started. I genuinely enjoy like speculative fiction, fantasy, sci-fi, genre stuff. Like my particular favorite is like urban fantasy. Oh. It's like a mystery element. But actually the last book I read which is actually the second time I read it, was The Goblin Emperor by uh, Catherine Addison. I've heard that one's good. It is good. It's more like a political intrigue book. It's set right. in like this high fantasy world. Right. But it's very grounded in like politics. It's about this uh, half-goblin, half-elf named Maya who's suddenly thrust into the um, the role of the emperor because like everybody before him in line dies suddenly, mysteriously. Dun-dun-dun. It's pretty good. I like you should, it. You should add sound effects. Like, like, instead of us just so, like, don't, don't, don't. No, I like, think, you should add I think it's effects. better if we provide them ourselves. I think that works uh, out. I mean, it's more professional. Podcast. It's more authentic. <laughs> Before we go on, can I say, um, I saw in some of the notes that you wrote speculative fiction. I had never heard of speculative <laughs> fiction. I went to the library for six years. I've gone to library school, and I did not know that. So I had to Google it. So thank you for teaching me a new word. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh help us all, all right. right are we ready to yes, start with the book let's, let's do it yeah the book the noise by james patterson and jd barker all right okay so we'll start with like a little intros for the author you probably all know who james patterson is though Unfortunately. so what i have here james <laughs> james patterson every time i look him up one of the first things it said is world's best-selling author that's true he's a noted philanthropist he's an emmy winner he's written over 200 novels he's a florida man um, and he's just overall that a very pro- prolific, <laughs> he's a very prolific publisher of books with his name on them. That's true. And then, um, his co-author for this book is J.D. Barker, who is nowhere near as prolific as Patterson. He only has a few books out. Um, I think his most popular book is called Forsaken. It became a bestseller. And he also previously wrote with Patterson, The Coast to Coast Murders. So there's that. And I'm going to read the blurb of the book. So thank you, Kendall, for bringing it. <laughs> no problem. Because Andrew just checked ours in and sent it on. Helping circulation. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So here's how it goes. Know this. Once you start the noise, you won't be able to stop. That's on the inside cover. Two sisters have always stood together. Now they're the only ones left. In the shadow of Mount Hood, 16-year-old Tennant is checking rabbit traps with her 8-year-old sister Sophie when the girls are suddenly overcome by a strange vibration rising out of the forest, building in intensity until it sounds like a deafening crescendo of screams. From out of nowhere, their father sweeps them up and drops them through a trap door into a storm cellar. But the sound only gets worse. 
Okay. So that's why I wanted to read this book because that sounded interesting and I regret it. (laughs) (laughs) About to say the blurb was better than the book. The blurb is really interesting. When the trailer is really good, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. And it's just like the worst movie you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That that blurb is really good. Yeah, it was a solid blurb. It, it was, was not the worst book I've ever read. Though. Really, it wasn't. It was not. Oh, we, side note: we should talk about Faye Far Away because it was. <laughs> I also read that, that this year. It was bad, but that was really loud. But um, uh, have you have you guys read James Patterson prior to this? No. I think I tried to start. One of those NYPD red ones, because when it first came out, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, as everyone loves James Patterson, I, I didn't finish it. It wasn't terrible, but I just didn't finish it. So, like, before we start this conversation about this particular book, I've read about 10 James Patterson books, which sounds formidable, but when he's written 200 and he puts <laughs> one out every, like, <laughs> month, um, it's really not that many. But I will say this did not read like a James Patterson book. So this, okay. this for me, I would be curious to read a J.D. Barker. To see if it matches. To better. see if like, yeah, or maybe it just didn't, me- like the two styles didn't mesh well together. Right. I could, I can almost tell which chapters James Patterson probably had more of a hand in. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so. Well, I will say like, you know, he writes so many books with different people. And from what I'm hearing from our patrons, the ones that they love the best are still the Alex Cross, which he writes. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And they're the ones yeah. that have spawned movies and, you know, all sorts of things. And and so those are the ones that put them on the map. Those are the ones that made people really, and they're dark, apparently. They're, you know, but they're really well done, apparently. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe that's why this one was, well, anyway, I won't say. You want me to say Okay, it? well, well first, <laughs> first, ratings. yeah, do a rating. We'll start with Kendall. Kendall, what's your rating? Uh, what is the scale? Stars. You can do half stars. But five, like, five stars. Okay. Five, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think I didn't know if we were doing like one out of ten. Um, do you want to do one out of ten? Would that be easier? No, because in my head I've already rated it out of five. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we were using the same scale. Okay. Right. Uh, right. Two point five. Negative three hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> okay, that's very. No, I'm just kidding. How about one point point five? I'll give <gasps> it a point five. five. I thought he was gonna say. I'll go with. I'll go two point five. I'll tell you why. Because like I didn't ultimately end up liking it, but it kept me invested. Like okay. I, I wanted to know what happened, but I just wasn't see. Happy I wanted about all of them to die in the first fifty pages, so I didn't have to keep reading it. Mm. Ouch! <laughs> so for me, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know the way I was. Re- my two point five is because I didn't personally like it. However, I know there are people out there that would enjoy this book. Oh yeah. Now yeah. part of it is I have a hard time with the horror genre. I'm not into grotesque. Yeah. I'm not into. The end of the world, ap- apocalyptic kind of stories. They're also depressing. Yeah. They're all depressing. So um, I will say, though, if you don't like a ton of horror, but just a little bit, this is like a nice horror light. Yeah. It's yeah. more It's like a, more of a thriller. Yeah, but Sci-fi I wasn't thriller. thrilled by yeah. it. Like, not, not, <laughs> I mean, like, there weren't, like, scary pop-out scenes. Yes. Right, right. But it was, like, there were grotesque moments. Unearthing. You were suspenseful. I, I yeah. definitely think it was suspenseful. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and I still don't. I don't <laughs> and think, I finished I don't the think, dang thing, and I don't know what's going on. I don't on. think they knew it was going on until they got to the end. Yeah, they had to, like, figure there's, out. there's certain things. I think... How they wrote it was like one of them would write a chapter and the other one would write a chapter and then they'd keep trading it. And then they'd go off what was in the previous chapter 
And then, like, if the previous, whoever wrote the previous chapter didn't intend for what would happen in the next chapter, they'd have to redo it for the next chapter. Oh, that's and they're funny. just kind of <laughs> built on each other. That's what it's like a round robin kind of thing. A round robin horror book. Yeah. <laughs> you die. You, it's like Oprah. You die. You die. Now you die. Okay. Know. Okay. So let's start on a positive. Is there anything that you liked about it? I liked when I was done with it. Okay. Oh. Kindle. <laughs> um, I actually really loved the character of Dr. Harbin. He was my favorite. I think he should have been the main character. And I didn't mind Frasier. Um, I felt like he was a very James Patterson-esque character. Um, so he writes a lot of military stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of military stuff. But then also, um, you know, back when I was reading like the Alex Cross series, right. James Patterson's really good about keeping – like some more human elements, like their flaws seem real. Whereas right. like Dr. Chan, I was so annoyed by that character, but we'll talk about her later, but things we liked. I really liked Dr. Harbin. He was good. Um, I liked that the scary grotesque scenes didn't haunt me in my sleep. Like I could handle that. They weren't so descriptive to yeah. the point. Yeah. That, yeah. But I definitely got the point of what he was trying to do and I could see and I could see the message he was trying to send, or they, I should say they, there were two authors. <laughs> we think. We think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and there's nothing you liked about it. I don't know. I just, it was, I, I liked like the first hundred pages where you mm-hmm. didn't know what was going on. And I think that that's where, the problem is, is that those hundred pages repeated themselves four times before there was a conclusion. And it was just, it felt like I was hearing, I was seeing the same story over and over and over again. So the first time where you really don't know what's going on and they're just trying to piece everything together and until they, you, they all kind of merge, I kind of liked that part because it did kind of keep me in of, okay, well, what is this? What's going on? And then after that, I just didn't care. They built that curiosity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then to me, it just, it, it well, well that, that's what I liked about it. <laughs> 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 I did like Harbin. He was cool. Um, and, and. Yeah, that's probably the only character that I really cared about at the end. I know how that sounds, but a lot of these these characters, they just didn't. Maybe Tenet, mm-hmm. maybe Tenet. Agree. Um, because she really even even at the end, there's this. Th- th- she lives in a world where she doesn't know what's going on in the world on purpose, and so she probably never really fully figures it out. And she lost more than anyone else lost in in that. And so I d- I did like that character. They didn't really do enough with her as a character. But they did make me feel the sympathy for her. Um, so I, I guess I, I guess I did. I guess I liked it more than I thought. Let's be honest. Let's, let's, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to the next part. We'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. So like I said, I liked the premise. And it did keep, like I said, it also kept me invested. Like I wanted to know what happened. Even after like a, a dozen times of wanting to know what happened and being disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Just being ever so slightly disappointed. Um and I couldn't really connect with any of the characters, though, so I can't say I liked any of the characters. Uh, the setting was nice. They kind of did well with the setting, I guess. Sometimes. If they were ever to make this into a movie, they would have some really beautiful shots of oh, the, yeah. the Pacific Northwest. You know, like, the cinematography would be good. Well, even in the book, like, there was that scene where you're they're watching a video of the uh, character, like, the not characters, but the in the mall, yeah. in the parking lot, yeah. where the mom's, like, buckling her kid into the car seat, spoiler alert, and then there's, like, <laughs> the horde comes and tramples it. Like, that would be cinematically intense yeah, yeah, to experience. It would, yeah, it that, would. I, you're right. It might be a better screenplay. 
band. And it probably one of those movies, if they make it to a movie, it would not be like, it would, it's not winning any Oscars, you know. But it, it, but but it would be I fun. Have, I, have a feel, right. I have a feeling, though, if they made it into anything, it would make it into a miniseries of some sort. Yeah, oh, my gosh, so, you're right. Oh yeah, because that's what and they're all doing. Because they can make it into, like, a solid, like, 95-minute movie. Cut out all the, like... Extra. Extra. Yeah. And just make it this lean kind of horror thriller, and it would probably be semi-decent. Yeah. Um. Because that there's about 200 pages more than what they needed to make this successful. Agreed. Um, All right, are we ready? <laughs> are we ready for what we didn't like? We'll start with Kendall again. Audience, are you ready? <laughs> um, okay, so for me, I'm a big character person. Um, I can forgive plot points more than I can forgive a bad character. And, you know, they focused a lot on Dr. Chan. She drove me nuts. And here's why. Two reasons. One, it's a silly thing, but they focused on her height a lot. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, she's short. She's a tiny woman. She's, and they made it like an issue. Like, it's like she's got a chip on her shoulder about it. But I don't know if anyone has ever actually met a short woman. <laughs> That's not how short women are. We're tough, because I feel like I'm a short woman at 5'3". You know, like, we don't take guff. Uh, like, it's. I, and what does it matter? I know. I feel like they were trying to give her an obstacle to overcome. But I don't think she needed it. And I think right. had they, I don't know if they were trying to do like an um, anti-hero as a feminine, like a, as, a, as a woman, but it didn't play right. I feel like if they had just made her short and a powerhouse, like if they gave her Dr. Harbin's personality and her tiny little body, I would have loved it so much more. <laughs> I really would have. You can tell that character was written by two men. Yeah. Um, just saying. So that was my first issue. And then the other thing is, they have established this world where Dr. Chan comes in and is, like, um, helping the military. She's done this before. She has top-secret clearances. Girl cannot follow orders to save her life. <laughs> no. She's constantly jumping out of the helicopter, asking questions, sneaking around. And Dr. Harbin does it, too, but it's not as... He does it at the end yeah. when like, the world's falling apart. Like it's yeah. not. She, she, she immediately is angry. She hates Holt. I didn't have a problem with Holt. <laughs> I thought Holt was fine. I was sad when he died. Like, sorry, dude. Yeah. But they were like, ha, Holt, you villain. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, what? So I had a really big problem with Dr. Chan. And then the um, that was my only issues with her. I loved that they... When they had her interacting with the children, I feel like her character seemed real and yeah. fleshed out. Yeah. And they were like, she's a mom. She's interacting with the, she's interacting with the children. She has their best interest at heart. And then the, um, as far as like the book, there's so many plot holes and things that don't make sense yeah. to me. So like they talk about how in the beginning there are these clear cut pathways through the trees that are 20 feet apart. So it can't be a tornado and it's clean breaks and it's like a clean. There are like seven lines coming into this one path. Yeah. But y'all, if it's a herd of running people who are supposed to be zombie-esque like, you don't think there'd be a little bit more chaos there? Like Right, and at the end it's clearly chaos. I mean, yes. it's clearly just like I mean, people are falling underneath I just I don't understand why they made it clean cut. Had they just been like a bunch of people disappeared and there's this weird path that there's some make destruction. Any sense. Also also I never figured out where exactly it started. It's where what started? The the horde itself. Like, oh, I know it's that I figured out. Okay. Okay. So I can't be wrong, so audience correct me if I am. 
but um, the idea was that it was these experiments going on to be able to link humans into essentially the internet to be able to download information to the human body as if humans were the computer, right? Right. And so the way they do that was to dial in with a frequency, like a fax machine noise. Um, But then what happens is once the people hear the frequency and they start running and becoming all crazy or whatever... Um, their body starts to vibrate and emit the sound itself. So it's like a chain reaction. Once you have one going, that's where the noise comes from. So even though the scientists who are creating this experiment to study the, the, the people's reactions or whatever, they can stop the noise from whatever they're playing the noise on. But then because the people are emitting the noise, they can attract other people. Okay. So I think that's how I interpret it. Yeah, but wasn't like an entrance to this whole underground lab in Seattle? And weren't they supposed to be going towards more populated areas? Yeah. Plot hole. <laughs> yeah, like Plot did hole. they did it start with that village? Is that yeah. where they started because it was they, like, they were not, saying not according because I had to reread the ending. According to the ending, there were other villages. I'm assuming they went to remote places to actually and do it, these it studies. Just went crazy. And then it expanded out. But if everybody was dead in the crevice I know. Also, how did how did Tenants Village get across the crevice? Like her parents turn up towards the end, and yeah, I'm like, how did they get across? Yeah, that lady that was yeah. like from her village. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole point was they were hitting the yeah. crevice, and then they were they were falling. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how they got over that. Maybe they turned, but they didn't say that the path turned. The path went to like from little little paths to into big a big path. path that went straight to the crevice. All I could think about was those ants that build bridges with their bodies. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, you know the image in my head was um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen World War Z with Brad yeah, Pitt, yeah. and there's a scene where the zombies are crawling up the wall and they start crawling on each other. That's how I saw it. Right. But yeah, no. If they're all dead in the crevice, how did the horde start going somewhere else? It just didn't make. I was having some a hard time like piecing together the timeline afterwards. But that was a lot about why I didn't like it. You go for next. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like I said, I didn't really like any of the characters. Like at all. Um, I mean, I, and I didn't like how the blurb was about these two sisters surviving. And then they're barely in the book, it feels like. That annoyed me. It was mostly like Martha Chan and um, Fraser or whatever. And I didn't really like Fraser because they made him... So they introduce him as a munitions expert, which makes sense for what he, what we think might be happening. But then at some point later, they say he's going to be like, what was it, Secretary of Defense? It's just this random comment that I'm like, how old is this guy supposed to be? Why is he supposed to be Secretary of Defense? Or at some point or whatever. And it just, it annoyed me. And also, okay, so there's this scene where, was that, Fitch, I guess, has like an fMRI. And Chan admits that she's never used one, and she's probably never even seen one. But later in the book, she suddenly knows how to use one. <laughs> yeah. And also, Tennant, who admits that her mom does all the first aid when she's doing first aid on Sophie, is later revealed to be an apprentice to a doctor. You're right. And it annoyed yeah. me. They seem to gain skills right when they needed them. <laughs> like, like suddenly, so it's like Star Wars. Suddenly, like Ray picks up her lightsaber. All of a sudden, she can like fight. <gasps> oh, oh. I might know why because okay so they had been exposed to the noise so there was a slight ability for them to download some information yeah, but that's not what they said and also also towards the end towards like when it's starting to wrap up there's like the videos or whatever are revealed and there's he harbin says there's like 700 videos but somehow he knows exactly what's in those videos and it's like a five minute drive to wherever they're going i'm like how did you watch 
all those videos. How right. do you know exactly what's happening or what went on? Wait a minute. How is Frazier going to be a secretary of defense? I thought he died. He did. But at some point, somebody mentioned. Oh, because he, like, because his father was, I think there was, like, in the description of, like, uh, one day he'll be secretary yeah, of defense kind of because thing. he's risen so quickly in the ranks of the military, et cetera. Oh, I et cetera. thought there was going to be a nepotism thing. Okay, cool. Or cool. that. Or that, too. Yeah. I, that, I, that, that, that I didn't remember that detail. Between his yeah. connections and his skills and his, all those things that he was being groomed for that, I guess. I guess they were just establishing him as an incredibly qualified individual. Right, right. Um, is it my turn? No. Uh, one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing. So you know Fitch at the beginning when you first meet him, he's just like this like pathologist mm-hmm. doing autopsies, but then suddenly later he's an evil scientist. Yeah. Oh yeah. That annoyed yeah. me a lot because yeah. they just they needed somebody to be an evil scientist, and it it bugged me. Okay. This is the biggest pile of two ton steaming crap I've ever <laughs> had the displeasure of having to read, and on my vacation. Um, it no, it's I, I just there was nothing the Martha Chan stuff. So the only time that she's human, the only time she's relatable is when she's a mother. She has like all these PhDs. She has all these. She's she's an expert in all these things. So these two men are like, oh, but we're gonna make her relatable when she's dealing when when the you know exorcist child is spitting pea soup talking about her children. <laughs> and I'm like that that to me was just I'm like well that's just downright sexist. Like it's just one hundred percent preach. Since <laughs> this is coming from a white man, but I, I'm saying that it, it that was just that to me that's why that character was so unrelatable because clearly they don't know how to write female characters. Um the plot was ridiculous. It took three hundred pages to do what it or four hundred pages what it could have done in two hundred pages. I mean it was just the same repeating over and over and over again. Um, and that ending, what I mean, really, <laughs> really, we we bring in, you know, it's a geographic experts. Oh, and then how they all died at the base, like the yeah. team escaped, you know, yeah. whatever. We bring in these weather experts. We bring in these experts of, you know, Doctor Chan was an expert in like, you know, crash sites or whatever. We bring in these military experts, and it turns out it's some like government experiment because it's the government right who was experimenting. Yeah, there's this random senator. That whole scene makes no sense yeah. to me. Oh, okay. Okay, makes sense to you. No, go ahead. Okay, That's something I have to say. <laughs> it's just it like, and then all of a sudden, it's it, it it's like, oh well. And then the whole like, they bring uh, a Harbin into this room from the 1960s to show him that it's this experiment. Then the girl randomly kills herself. It's like the last 25 pages. I'm like, what is happening? And then you get to the end, and you're like, okay, so the hordes are continuing. I assume is the, is the point. But it still felt okay. Like it's it, this is the only horror book where I feel like there was like a happy ending, and they were trying to have like a come up. And I don't, I don't understand that. But what was the co- that we're all connected to the internet, so we're all going to be part of the horde eventually? Is that, or is it that? And it was that some sort of political state, you know, about our world and how being connected to the internet all the time has its downfalls or what? It, I don't know because it was so poorly written and so poorly plotted out. You spend four hundred pages, and then you spend the last fifteen finally explaining it. And to me, that explanation never really worked with the whole way that everything happened with the horde. I just, I was, it was, it was awful. Okay. <laughs> I wanted them all to die. Thank you for your opinion. Within 75 pages. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I'm tired. And this is, and this is my opinion. It's very professional. It was that. Well, tell us how you really feel. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say about the, you had something. Okay, you are talking about how they called in all these experts. Yeah. Why? They already knew what was going on. Yeah, that's <laughs> the other thing, too. They never explained what, oh, you're like the 18th group that we've brought in to see if they could figure it out. 
Like to see, like they, they were testing the the scientists to see if they could test to see what it was. And the only solution turned out to be to nuke them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The it was so it was strange because then it was was it a test of seeing if the scientists could like fix the problem or was it really a test of the noise? I don't know. It just I they were trying to like reverse engineer the problem which yeah. i'm sorry you gotta give people those initial variables they'll do much better work. Right. <laughs> well and 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 then there were just moments uh, the moment that got me was was like dr chan walked into the building and she recognized it immediately air force one and i was like that is that is the climb on spider monkey moment of of this pile of crap but and i'm like Really, so randomly, it's like, oh, I recognize Air Force One. Like, oh, oh my God! I just, I was like, that's when I, I literally wanted to throw the book across the plane, and then I would have been arrested by TSA. So I didn't want to do that. But I was like, did you know that the president was shorter than she expected? <laughs> because apparently, the only thing that matters in Dr. Chan's minds are people's height. <laughs> Yes. Also, he didn't have a name, which kind of annoyed me sometimes. <laughs> and also, she was able to recognize the cardinal. Did. Do either yeah. of you recognize the Cardinal of the United States? Catholic You're Catholic. Church? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I am no longer. I know Catholic. the Pope. I know. Yeah. Like, I can. I can. And you have to point him out in his Pope mobile for me. I don't know who he is. Otherwise. Wasn't he in his? I assumed he was in some kind of like. Yeah, but do you know you how? Are... Do you know how the Cardinal dresses? In red. <laughs> he could be wearing jeans, like monk jeans. We would never have known. And he was only there to make like readers think, "Oh, it's a biblical apocalypse." Well, I mean, and then it was like that. It was gone. No, it's not. It Just makes kidding. Sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It made sense to me as almost like a little red herring that cardinal. There were red. too many red herrings. Yeah, well, because you know, in so many horror books, it's there's the you know horror. You've got the zombies and the uh, possessions and stuff, and that's all very biblical. But then they're like, oh no, it's not biblical. It's science. It's the internet. Yeah, yeah. Anna Shim is like, and then the, the thing that bothered me about that whole acronym is like the first word. It's the first two letters. <laughs> then the rest of it, they couldn't find another word to be Anna Shim, which is this random thing. And I'm like, oh, ah. but that dovetails into the biblical thing because he was the Some no, but I mean, like, but yeah. like in an acronym, it's usually the first letter, yeah. and they did like one of them because they were like, oh, I guess we can't think of another word, so we're just going to have this one be the the A and the N, and then the other ones are that is be. true. They did write the book; they could have written a better acronym, <laughs> right? Like it's it's all, obviously this is not real, so like <laughs> you don't you can make up better crap if you're going to put in the book. I don't know. I I from the little I've read of James Patterson, this is not. You're right. This is not his style because it and it's like, I love they're like from the darkest corners of james patterson's mind i'm like you really want to dive into that psychology on the front cover of the book like, um also i kiss the girls had some really disturbing scenes in oh it. really yeah. yeah side note i really enjoyed along came a spider yeah kiss the yeah girls. i mean like, of the, the beginning of well, the those are the Crump. classics and those yeah. are the ones that made him the superstar that he is i mean he wouldn't have been successful had those not grabbed people's attention mm-hmm. but now it's just he, he's a James Patterson supports a lot of uh, small authors and gives them a chance. I think that's great. I don't have anything against the guy, but he's become a publishing nightmare. I mean, it's just he just publishes all the time and he takes up so much space on bookshelves and so much space <laughs> on top 10 lists and all that kind of stuff. And so it's kind of like, dude, just, you know, he's going to be like Robert B. Parker. He's going to die. Yeah. And it's going to be James Patterson, The Noise, Part Two by J.D. Barker. So it's, it's never going to end like this book never ended. <laughs> Well, maybe it connected to the internet and it gave itself like everlasting life. That was so dumb, by the way. I hated it. Why didn't it rot their brains? 
Have you been on the internet? It's dumb. Yeah. So I, I liked that I like, it made like it zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it made the characters zombie-like, but then, like, it wasn't – the people were aware. Like, they were in pain, and you could see the horror in their face that they just couldn't, like, control. So it was an interesting take on a zombie as opposed to, like, the person's already dead. I know why. I guess I know why they chose running, but it's the internet. Why weren't they doing like TikTok dances? Why? <laughs> why, why didn't they find? They knew they now had I'm to run. Zombies. To, like, also, the ones that like wake up in the morning feeling like Pete, and like they're like dancing and stuff. Andrew, there it's is like, already thriller. There are already dancing zombies. I, I forgot. I'm sorry. I wasn't alive when it came out. So. Oh my god. <laughs> Were you alive when it came out? What year did it come out? I don't know. <laughs> Shoot, I'll look it up. Hold on. Yes, I have my phone. Hold on. We all have our phone. We're I, that's true. Well, yeah. we need to make sure that we can connect to the internet. <laughs> so that we can become part of the horde. They're like all at the end. They're like the cloud. They're in the cloud. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-two. Was... None of us were alive. Oh, I was. I I was not there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. It's just I don't know. I I just. I, it, it was just it was rough getting through it. and so the whole like it kept my interest it did and those short chapters i guess you know keeps you because if the chapter's too long you kind of give up and you're like, oh, okay it's just more page so you just kept reading but I, it, it it was one of those things where i kept reading because i just wanted it to be over it wasn't necessarily that i was what happens next i have to know what happens next i, I didn't care well see i kind of for me i would disagree a little because i it was brain candy. It was easy to read. I, I could get distracted and I can come back to it. And it didn't matter that it didn't make sense in my brain because the they didn't write it to make sense. <laughs> right, right. So, like, as a parent, yeah, this is a good brain candy book. It's good for October, a little mm. bit of horror, a little bit of James Patterson. You got military stuff in it. I, don't I think know. that's just, the thing too is is everyone has their. Di- I understand why people read these kind of books because and it's kind of like the folks who love their like cozy mysteries. Oh, there are yeah. things that are that that there are their comfort food, and so for me like mine are, are like cheesy '90s sitcoms. You know that's if I have a bad day I go home and I watch the Golden Girls or something. So I guess that's my thing is I don't relate to it because it's not my comfort food. So I do get why people you know you can sit there and you could plow through 300 pages. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it keeps your interest. It's not too heavy. It's not too, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to think because like you said, they clearly have not thought it through. <laughs> so why would you have to think it through? Um, but yeah, I think that's for me is that it's just not ever going to be my comfort food. And so I just, I, it was just like, I don't understand. Like, why am I doing, why, why, you know, like, why is this happening? And the point, and like you said, it didn't matter what happened. It doesn't, doesn't matter why they don't care. It's, it's, this is fun. This is exciting for people. And so I don't want to diss people. Please read the book. If this is your comfort food, please read the book. You know, don't, don't get discouraged. Who would you recommend read the book? James Patterson fans. Yeah, I'm gonna read it anyway. And they James might as well. Patterson read the book and and so he can <laughs> fix this because I'm pretty sure he didn't. I would I wish the editor would reread it and cut out some stuff. No, James Patterson fans. Again, like you said, if you're looking for that kind of that kind of mindless, entertaining, um, that mixture of horror thriller. You know, there's like I do think there are a lot of people who kind of like the horror genre, but they're like you. They're like I don't want to go see Halloween Kills where there's like 76 bodies just mutilated. Like that's not fun for people. Yeah. But they like a little boo. You know, a little mm-hmm. bump in the night. That would be, this would be your, your, your what'd you say, horror light? Horror light. Horror light. Yeah. yeah. That, so I would recommend that. I think I would recommend it for somebody who, yes, reads James Patterson. But one of my, you know, the patrons that come with giant bags and instead of watching TV, they sit down and they, they plow through like yeah. a dozen books in a week. 
I would definitely recommend this because it's going to be a, a change. It's James Patterson. So you want it. You'll, I'm not saying this well. It's James Patterson, so you want to keep turning the pages. Right. But at the same time, it's a little bit different than what James Patterson might normally put out. So it's kind of almost, in a weird way, like a palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not his, you know, it's not Alex Cross. It's not those kind of mystery murder type things. So it it does give you a little, it it is a palate cleanser, because now I want to read anything else. (laughs) What was that book you said that was horrible? I will try it. Oh, it might... Faye Far Away. Oh, Faye Far Away. Okay. Yeah. No, if we ever do like a, a bunch of like so bad. bad books, yeah. we'll go through that one. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. What would you recommend for somebody who wanted to read this kind of book? Like if you didn't want to recommend in place of this book, what would you recommend? Oh, yeah. that's a great question. I recommend The Golden Girls. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because I don't really read this this genre a lot, so it's hard for me. I will say we are putting up a display at the library that deal that, that we have horror thriller movies and horror thriller fiction. So maybe come and see if if this is kind of wetting your appetite. Maybe come and see if there's something similar on those displays. We do try to curate them based on genres. I think actually that she's going to so do it like horror sci-fi. So that'd mind. be even better. <gasps> That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would, two books come to mind, um, The Haunting of Hill House, Mm -hmm. um, Shirley Jackson. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't remember. So they made it into a Netflix series and that's, I I watched the series. I hadn't read the book, but I imagine like, I don't know if it appeals to the masses on Netflix, it would probably, the book would appeal to the masses in the same way. They also made a movie called Shirley, which we had played by Elizabeth Moss who plays Shirley Jackson. It's like a biopic type. (gasps) So that would be great too. That is an excellent... I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Um, And then the other one, I did read another book that is about zombies this year, and I loved it so much. Five stars. Definitely read it. It's called The... Girl Girl, with All the Gifts? Yes, The Girl with All the Gifts by... Oh, that movie, too. That's the one I would... M.R. Carey. M.R. Carey. That's the one I would recommend, Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And they made a movie, I think. I think we have the movie, too. Okay, cool. The movie follows pretty closely, too. Oh, that's cool. It ends brilliantly. Because, I mean, there's... Uh, in a lot of zombie-esque books, they all kind of follow the same formula. Right. Like, I mean, uh, kind of like, oh, what's that Will Smith movie? I actually read the book, too. I Am Legend? Yeah, I Am Legend. I can't remember the author, but I actually read that. Matheson, I think. Yes, William? Robert? William? Richard. Robert. Richard. Richard. Richard Matheson, right? He's like the classic horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah Richard Matheson. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I enjoyed that. So, like, your, your, your classic horror books, I probably would put in place of... The noise. Well, even World Wars. I mean, Max Brooks is a you mm-hmm. know, Mel Brooks's son. I like. Um, he's World a Wars-y. yeah, and he's a very prolific. He has a lot of books kind of in that vein. Um, I think World War Z, of course, is his biggest one, but I think he has other ones that are kind mm-hmm. of in that same thing. And and he has been well received, you know, well reviewed. Um, and again, we they, they they made a movie out of it, so that gives you some options too. I saw him speak at ALA Midwinter, and he's a he's a cool guy. He's, he's not as funny as his dad. That was disappointing. Well, I mean, it's I was hard to be the original. Like, <laughs> I know. I was like some Blazing Saddle quotes or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> he's not the same person Andrew said. That doesn't work. Um, <laughs> I have a one-track mind. Why do you think I do Emmy and Oscar predictions? <laughs> this is like the first book I've read that's over like 100 pages in like six months. I'm really proud of you. I know. And then the next book we're going to read is like, 100 pages and I'm really excited <laughs> yeah I've already read it and I'm reading the second Sequel, one in yeah. the series I, so. I should probably do that I, I probably 
not going to happen before the <laughs> podcast, but uh, I will. <laughs> so if y'all want to talk about that, just go off on it because I'm not. But um, but I will read that one. Now that one I've heard is is well received. Yeah, it's okay. really popular. So that'll mm-hmm. be that'll be good. And we should I, probably tell. I need people that listening. palate cleanser. I need quality as a palate cleanser to mm-hmm. this palate cleanser. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and tell the people listening what it is we're going to read next, which is All Systems Red by Martha Wells, which is the first book in her Murderbot Diaries series. Yes, it's really good and it's really popular. It came out in like. Maybe 2016, I think. Okay. So it's not yeah. that old. Yeah. And she had recently had one out, like the sixth in the series, out this year in oh, like cool. April, I think. So it's so still if you like going. it, then we can yeah. recommend the rest of the series. Which yeah. Is really most cool. most of them are like the novella size, except for the fifth one. I like that. Yeah. We should review children's books. <laughs> <laughs> They're like 12 pages. I can hit into that. Well, I can give you some recommendations there, Th- Andrew. There you go. Thank you. Oh. Um, so we already talked about that. Um, uh, if y'all liked the noise or you want to read more books like the noise that are better than the noise, (laughs) we have a service called Novelist Plus. You get through it to NC Live. Um, you just, you can just search for Novelist and it's one of the first results and you're able to look for books through like appeal terms. Like if you like this book because it's a thriller or if it's fast paced or it has survivors or sisters or something, it'll help you find some read-alikes that will maybe be better. Like, I think one of them is, like, Michael Crichton. Oh, yeah. 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 The Andromeda Strain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's a classic. Yeah. So, also, this book kind of made me think of, like, what's that book by Outbreak by Robin Cook? I've never read it, but I know it's oh, about, Oh, Robin like, Cook yeah. would be a great yeah. author yeah. if this is your vibe. Yeah. yeah definitely do Robin Cook. Because this is very much, like, virology type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Good call. Good call. Yeah. All right. Are we... Are we done with the noise? Do I have to talk about it ever again? Let's turn the noise off. Yes, please. <laughs> please. They could never do it. Let's please turn the noise off. So, All right, folks. That's it for our first episode of We're Booked Up. Let us know what you thought about the noise by James Patterson and J.D. Barker. Did you love it? Hate it? Did you forget you read it? Leave us a comment on the podcast or go to gastonlibrary.blogspot.com and leave a comment on the We're Booked Up blog post or any post really surprised me. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.